We're going into a brand new series, and it's called This Is Radical. This is radical. And the reason that we're going into this series is because there are a lot of new faces, a lot of new people that might be here. And we want you to know who we are as a church. And we want you to know who you are as a Christ follower, okay? And so there's four weeks to this series. Uh, and the first one is, is know God. We believe that there is a four-step process that everybody goes on right? There's a four-step process that you will go on, that I will go on in order to uh, know God and then find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. This is the spiritual journey that God takes us on. And maybe you're on the first step. Maybe you don't know God yet, all right? And that's totally cool. There's a lot of people that have come to Radical that didn't know God, and they leave knowing God, amen? It's amazing. I love to see that life change happen in them. Uh, and so this is what we're going to talk about for the next four weeks, is this four-step process, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Obviously, today is all about knowing God. And the message today is going to be how to hear the voice of God, how to hear the voice of God more clearly. Uh, and so week two is going to be find freedom. That's next week. And we believe that uh, that God has a freedom from sin in your life. That even if you know God, right, you, you, you've met God and you know him and you're like, you know what, but I still have some stuff. You know what I mean? Like I still have some stuff that's going on in my life. You might still have some sins and some struggles in your life. Because how many of you know that even when you find Jesus, you know, that sin and that struggle doesn't just automatically poof, go away in many circumstances, right? That's some stuff you got to work through and God partners with you together. And notice that it's not find freedom first and then know God, Right? It's not get rid of all your sin and clean yourself up and then come, and now you can come to church and now you can know God. Now you're good enough to be in a relationship with God. Listen, that's not how it works. It says in the Bible that Jesus died for us while we were still sinners. While you and I were still messed up, right? Christ died for us. And that's why we're so excited that we can know God, that he's calling to us. He reaches out to us first. And then we say yes. And then he says, hey, let me take you on this journey. Let me take you on this process and, and clean your life and make, give you an abundant life that you could have never had on your own. And so that's what we're going to be talking about is how do I find freedom from sin? How do I find freedom from sin that I'm still holding on to? It's still in my life. Week three is all about discovering your purpose, right? And that's a question that so many of us ask is, what is my purpose? You know, like, why am I here on this earth? Maybe what is my calling? Am I supposed to take this job or take this job or, or do this or do that? Have kids? Don't have kids? Am I supposed to live here, live there, date this person, not date this person? Whatever it might be. We have all these things in our lives that we ask ourselves, what, what is my purpose? What is my calling? God, what are you calling me to do? And so that's what we're going to look at. We believe that at Radical Church that you can discover your purpose through what we call growth track. Growth track is a two-week process that everybody goes through. If you serve at Radical Church, we have about 50 Rad Team members at Radical Church now, which is just crazy. People that serve uh, every week to make Radical Church happen, whether it's in the kids area, you saw the worship team up here, uh, the production team, connections team. We have so many people that make Radical Church happen every single week. And we believe that you can discover your purpose through growth track. Why? Because we do a spiritual gifts test. We do a personality test. We help you figure out who you are in God, help you figure out who we are as a church and see how we can work together to do number four, which is make a difference. And that's where we want everybody to be. We believe that all of you can take this spiritual journey and get to the place where you're now making a difference in other people's lives. And the sermon for that week is going to be, how do I make my life count? How do I make my life count? I just don't want to have like a regular 
boring average life, right? I want to actually make a difference in somebody's life. I want to do something big for God. I want to do and step into the calling and the purpose that God has for me. And then most importantly, we believe that once you get onto the rad team and you start serving, you're helping other people now go through that process from step one to two to three to four, right? That's what we do in Radical Church. And so uh, we believe that you can go through that process and we're going to take you through it. And week four, I'm really excited about make a difference because that is also Vision Sunday, okay? And Vision Sunday, we've never had one before, but I'm telling you, you're going to love it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's where we as a church are going to get our fresh vision from God for 2021. I'm going to share with you the things that I feel like God is putting on my heart, putting in my life, uh, and, and things that he's telling me that are for you and for us collectively as a church. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in just a little bit. But I want to go ahead and get into the word today. We're going to be in 1 Samuel 3. 1 Samuel 3. You can turn in your Bible there, but we will also have it up on the screens for you. 1 Samuel is in the Old Testament. It's not too far. So if you're looking for it, don't go to the back. It's closer to the front. Uh, 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10. Let's read this together. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. Okay, I want to go ahead and stop right there, okay? The boy Samuel ministered under Eli. Who was Eli? Eli was a priest, okay? He was a priest and Samuel was studying underneath him, okay? In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was, Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call. (laughs) Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up, went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. How many of y'all have been in the situation where you have a kid and he's like, he comes into your room in the middle of the night. You're like, listen, go to sleep. All right. Like, I'm not calling you right now. Like you need to get out of this bed and go back to your bed. You know, like go back and lie down. I'm not calling you. In verse seven, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time, the Lord called Samuel, Samuel, he got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. If he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. So then what happens after that is as God speaks to Samuel He gives him this prophecy, which is actually kind of a crazy prophecy. You can go read it later. It's about Eli and his family. It's actually not a good thing for Eli, what the Lord tells to Samuel. But he gives him his very first prophecy as a young man. And I want to ask you today, have you ever been woken up by somebody that's calling your name before? You ever been woken up just abruptly? I know I get woken up uh, on a regular basis when I doze off in my naps in the middle of the day. My son likes to wake me up very often. We have one son. His name is Oakland. He's over in the kids area right now. And I think, I don't know if Lindsay's in here right now, but uh, my wife, Lindsay, she's not feeling good today. She's got a headache and she's like, Lord, help me. The sun is just so bright today. And I'm like, I understand, girl. Uh, so she's probably out there hanging out with him. But, but man, they'll wake me up all the time. I have a tendency of just kind of like falling asleep in the middle of the day. I take naps on a regular basis 
basis. I don't know if you're a napper or not, but I really enjoy my naps. Uh, and so what I'll do is I'll fall asleep. We'll be watching a TV show or something like that. Uh, and then I'll get wake, woken up really fast. And I'll be like, ah, I'm awake, I'm awake. You know, you're like, no, you haven't been awake. Like, you've been asleep for 30 minutes. We're like three episodes of, of Coco Melon in or something like that. For those of you that have like little kids, you know what I'm talking, grandkids, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we're like three episodes into this thing. Or maybe, have you ever been woken up before with somebody saying your name, right? Like you're, you're in bed or you're asleep on the couch or something like that. And, and, and in your dream, it's like that weird transition, like awkward time where like somebody's saying your name, they're like, Trevor, Trevor. Trevor, and it's like, you know, some old man or something like that in your dream, like with a beard and like a wizard staff, you know, it's like some weird dream, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, Trevor, and then you wake up and it's like your kid or somebody, your wife, and she's like, Trevor, wake up, you know, like, oh gosh, like that was weird, you know? Uh, That happens to me all the time. I feel like my dreams, like it just that awkward, like transition back into reality, you know? Uh, And I've been woken up by God a few times, I think too. Like, just like Samuel was woken up by God, he was kind of like in this place where he was about to go to sleep and, and then God's calling out to him and he's like, ah, well, you know, what's up, God, you know? Uh, I feel like I've been woken up like that too at different points in my life, usually to pray for somebody. Okay, I don't know if you ever had that happen to you before where you wake up and you're like, man, I just feel like I need to pray for somebody. It, maybe the Lord puts somebody on your heart, on your mind or whatever that might be. And that's definitely happened to me. But also I feel like sometimes God is just really nice to me and I'll forget to set my alarm. And maybe I have like a meeting at eight or 8.30 in the morning and then I'll wake up at like eight o'clock just randomly on my own. And I'm just like, oh, thank you, Lord. You woke me up for my meeting. I appreciate it, God. You know, that happens to me every once in a while. But there's a time when I actually got uh, woken up recently, uh, kind of a few times in a row. And I, I, you know, I would wake up and it was probably over the course of a few weeks anyway, and it's been happening more often. And I would wake up and be like, okay, is, am I supposed to pray for somebody? And I'm like, I don't really feel like, you know, I'm supposed to be praying for anybody in particular today. Or, you know, am I supposed to, you know, maybe I had some bad tacos or pizza or something like that. And I'm just awake, you know, or maybe I, you got to use a restroom, whatever this is. I was like, no, I don't, and none of that, you know, this doesn't make any sense. So I like turn over and I look at Lindsay and she's asleep over there. And I'm like, well, I guess, you know, just go back to sleep or something like that. So it started happening to me a few times, okay? Like enough to where I was like, why am I waking up so much? And so I finally brought it up to Lindsay. I was like, hey, babe, like, I've been waking up a bunch recently. Have you been waking up a lot? She was like, no. And, and I'm like, I, don't, I just don't understand why I'm waking up so much. And she's like, yeah, because you're snoring and I'm kicking you in the leg and then I'm turning over real fast, closing my eyes and pretending like I'm still asleep so you won't bother me. <laughs> and I'm like, babe, that's so messed up. She was like, listen, I'm trying to go to sleep. So Oh my goodness. So she'll kick me in the leg sometimes and wake me up when I'm snoring at night. I'm like, I'm sorry, babe. You know, I I don't know what I'm supposed to do about it. But today what we're going to do is we're going to look at the story of boy Samuel, who was about to go to sleep. And he was kind of woken up out of his days. He's maybe about to fall asleep. And he's like, okay, who is calling me right now? And we're going to look at this story of him being woken up by the Lord, being called to by the Lord, and what it means for you and for me today. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, help me to communicate this word the best way that I can. Help all of us to open our ears and open our hearts for what you have to say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So 1 Samuel 3.1, it says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. There were not many visions in that time. Now, if you know the Old Testament, there was a lot of visions. There's a lot of prophecies, all this stuff that you see. And it says that there was not many visions happening in that time. And the same word for vision that we see right here, the same Hebrew word is found in Proverbs 29, 18 as well, where it says, without vision, the people perish. 
Without vision, the people perish. Listen, if we don't have vision in our lives, we're gonna perish. It doesn't necessarily mean that if you don't have a vision in your life that you're gonna die, okay? That's not what it's saying. What is it saying? It means that if you don't have a revelation from God, if you don't have a vision for where he's taking you in your life, you're not gonna be able to step into the purpose that he has for you, amen? And we need a vision. How many of you would like to have a vision today for 2021 where God has taken you? I know I certainly do. I wanna know what God has for me. I wanna know where he's taking me. I wanna know how to lead my family better, how to do my job better, how to go about my everyday life better. God, I need a vision from you. I don't wanna perish. I don't wanna not step into the purposes that you have for me. The Bible says that God's ways are higher than mine. God's purposes, he understands way better than I do. So God, just tell me the plan and I'll follow it, right? That's what I wanna do. And I hope that you do too. And maybe even for our church, where are we going as a church in 2021? I believe that we individually need a vision and we as a family, you and your family need a vision for where you're going, but also as a collective body of believers, we also together need a vision of where we are going in 2021. Uh, And so that's why I'm really excited about Vision Sunday, okay? I'm really pumped about Vision Sunday. And the reason is, uh, is because it's going to give us an opportunity to talk together as a family, right? And say, hey, this is where we are going now. You might be doing that with your family. You might be doing that as an individual, getting a word from God. But we're also gonna do that together. And I'm gonna share with you what I feel like the Lord is putting on my heart for us as a church, where we're going. And I'm telling you, I already have a few things that I feel like he's put on my heart, he's put on my head. And I'm just like, man, I want to tell you right now, but I feel like I'm going to wait. I got to wait until January 24th. So you got to come back to Vision Sunday. It's going to be fun. We're going to have some food trucks. We're going to have some giveaways. It's going to be like a big, big party. I'm telling you, because vision is where we get uh, what God is telling us for this next year. And that is exciting for me. I hope it's exciting for you. So I want you to make sure that you come back for this whole series because it's going to kind of all build on each other and lead up to Vision Sunday. It's going to be fun. So I'm going to go back to that though. There were not many visions. Without vision, the people perish. And, and if I'm being honest, if it says there were not many visions going around that day, if there's not a lot of them, I want to make sure that I'm one that has it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If there's not a ton of them going around, and, and if I don't have a vision, the Bible says I'm going to perish, you better make sure that you're one of the ones that gets a vision from God, right? And so I'm going to work and do whatever I need to to get a vision from God. I'm going to try the best I can to connect with him and say, God, what is it that you have for me this year? What is it that I'm supposed to be doing? But the problem that many of us face is not that we don't want a vision from God. I think all of us would love to hear from the Lord, right? I mean, I would love to hear what God has to say for me in my life going into this next year. It's not that we don't want the fresh vision, but we just don't know how to find it. We don't know how to hear God's voice yet. We just don't know how to do it. So what today we're going to talk about is how do we hear the voice of God? And that's a big topic, okay? I mean, that is like one of the biggest questions that we might ask as believers in Jesus. How do we hear the voice of God? And so the first one, if you are taking notes today, I'd encourage you to write these down. They're all going to be alliterated and they're all going to be C's. And so it's fun. So uh, that's what pastors like to do. But the first one that I have for you today is cut through confusion, If you want to learn how to hear the voice of God better, you need to learn how to cut through confusion. Well, Samuel, he's he's hearing this voice and he's hearing Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. And he's going, he's talking to Eli and Eli's like, boy, I ain't calling you. You better go back to sleep. You're like, go lay down. He said, but I'm hearing somebody call my name. I'm hearing something in my head. I feel like I'm hearing this. It's like, go back to sleep, go back to sleep. I'm hearing it, go back to sleep. And then finally Eli figures it out. But here's the deal. Samuel was probably pretty confused at first, right? 
I mean, hearing God's voice can be a very confusing thing to try to figure out. With so many voices that are going on in our heads on a regular basis, it's hard to tell which one is God's. If I'm just being honest, you might have the world telling you how to think, how to believe. You might have your own voice in your head. Obviously, you have your internal conversation that you have in your head and trying to think through the things that you believe, how you feel, what you're doing. Then you also have the devil that's in your head sometimes. You know, you have the two little angels on your shoulders. You know, you feel like you're just like right and wrong. You know, you're like, which one am I going to listen to, right? We have those voices in our heads. You have maybe your family members and your friends, your coworkers, their opinions and their voices are in your heads and all these things are just difficult. And then most importantly, you're like, where's God's voice in all of the confusion of all of that? Like, where, how do I hear him in the middle of that? And now, I don't know about you, but how many of y'all have ever been in a grocery store Oh, with a loved one, maybe your spouse or girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever it might be, and you get separated from them for a little while. Like maybe, you know, I'm going to look for something over here. You go to look for something over here. And then, you know, you don't really like talk about a meeting place again. And you're like, oh, I'll just find them, you know? And then you're trying to go around and then you do like the whole like, like circle thing where you're just like going around in circles looking for each other. And it's like five minutes later and you're like, where are you? And really, if you had like an aerial cam, it'd be hilarious because you're both just kind of like going in circles around the aisles and you can't find each other. Uh, I've done that many times with Lindsay. Uh, I'll be maybe going around with Oakland or something like that. And she's like going to pick things out real quick. Cause I'm not the picker. I don't know where things are in the grocery store. So I'm just like hanging out with Oakland. Like, what's up? We're going to go have, have a joy ride. And she's going to get everything. Uh, and I'll be looking for her. And then maybe every once in a while, uh, this happens. It's like, you really can't find each other. And so one of you decides to play Marco Polo. You know what I mean? And like, you just don't even care anymore because it's COVID and who cares about anything anymore. And so you're just like, Trevor! you know, like, <laughs> Lindsay would never do that. I would probably do that to her more. I'd be like, Lindsay, like, where are you, girl? I need to find you, you know? But maybe let's say Lindsay's calling out to me. And she's like, Trevor, where are you? She does, it's more sweet. It's just like, Trevor, you know, she has a really sweet voice. So, uh, and she's calling out to me and I'm like, oh, I know exactly where she is. Like, I, like three aisles down, maybe like three quarters of the way down of the aisle. Uh, she's by the cake mix. Oakland, we're having cake tonight, son. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm super excited because I, I can hear her voice and I know how she's speaking. And how can I do that? Right? I mean, there's like toddlers that are crying all over the place. There's music in the background. There's people going up and down. The rickety baskets are going around. You know, it's like there's so many distractions and noises around. But how can we do that? It's because you know that person's voice, Right? You know that person's voice well enough to where when there's a baby crying, there's all this other stuff going on, if you hear them calling your name and you hear them say, Trevor, John, Lindsay, Kevin, you can recognize the voice of the one who is calling you. So my question to you today is, can you recognize the voice of the one that's calling you? Can you recognize the voice of God in your life. Can you do that with God? If he's calling you and he's saying your name, would you be able to recognize that it was him that was calling you in the first place? Because Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Jesus is the good shepherd, right? In the Bible, that's what, it, uh, it's, that's what he's called. It's one of his many, many names that he does have. And we are the sheep, right? Jesus is the shepherd, we're the sheep. And so he's saying, my sheep know my voice, right? When a shepherd's going around and, and the shepherd's calling out to them with whatever call that he might do for those sheep, those sheep come running, you know, maybe not very quickly, but they come running, right? Because they know the shepherd's voice. And in 1 Samuel 3, 7, it kind of illustrates this pretty well. It says, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, he didn't yet know the Lord. The, the Lord was calling out to him, but he didn't quite know him yet. He maybe couldn't recognize his voice yet. But that's kind of interesting to me because it's like, how? 
How does Samuel not know the Lord yet, right? I mean, I understand he's a, he's a younger boy, and he's, but he's studying under Eli, like one of the amazing prophets, okay, of the day. This dude, like, had a direct connection with God. He's also in the house of the Lord, the Bible says, right next to the ark of God, where God's presence literally rested. How does Samuel not understand God's calling? And how does he not know his voice by now? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, he was in the temple, but there's a difference between knowing God and knowing God. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people know God or they believe in God. They know of God, but they don't really know him. There's a big difference in knowing somebody and really, really knowing them. You know, I think Instagram actually illustrates this pretty well uh, for those millennials and uh, people out there that are on Instagram. If you're not, then this might go a little over your head, but let me educate you a little bit on Instagrams. So if you're on Instagram and somebody follows you, right? They want to see your stuff, but, but you don't follow them back, okay? There's a few, I'm not going to lie, there's a few people out there, maybe even some of y'all in the church, y'all follow me, I'm not following you, that's because you're crazy, you know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, but there might be some people out there that, that will follow you, but you might not follow them back, okay? What happens when they send you a message then, a DM? It's the same thing on Facebook too. If they friend request you, but, but you know, you're not necessarily accepting the friend request yet, they can still send you a message, but you might not see that message because it goes into a side inbox, right? It doesn't go into your main inbox because you're not also following them yet. And so I know there's a few times that I've done that with people and, and I feel bad because I didn't even maybe realize I wasn't following them yet and they'll send me a message and like two weeks later, I'll see the one message request up in the corner and I'm like, oh man, I clicked that. It's like, oh, this is actually somebody that I would have liked to have responded to, but I didn't even know the message was there. Why? Because I wasn't following them, right? So how many of you are doing that with God, right? God is calling out to you. He's sending you a message, but, but you're not following him close enough yet to be able to hear his voice. Maybe that message is not going where it needs to go. It's not hitting home because you're not close to the Lord. You're not following him yet. You can know of someone, but you don't really know them yet. You need to follow God in order to know his voice and follow him closely, so how do you cut through the confusion between all the voices that you're hearing in your life and, and hear God's voice? I think the easiest way, honestly, is to get in God's word. I mean, that's the simplest way to get into the Bible, right? Because why would that be the easiest way? Because he's literally already said things. I mean, it's like, what's the easiest way to figure out how somebody talks or what somebody thinks or how somebody feels is by looking at what they've already said, looking at what they've already done. And as you get into the word of God, you'll start to understand how he talks, right? How Jesus talks and how he thinks and how he feels about things, what's important to him and maybe what's not important to him. And then when you hear a voice that isn't God's, you'll know that it's not God because you'll know what he's already said and you'll know how he talks, right? And when you hear a voice that is his, you'll be able to automatically recognize, just like the person in the grocery store, you'll be like, ah, there it is. I remember that voice. I've heard that voice before. And that's why we need to get into God's word. So uh, cut through the confusion. The first way, the easiest way you can do it is get into his word this year. Uh, and in 2021, I'd encourage you to go on a Bible reading journey this year. Don't let your Bible reading slack this year, man, because how how many of you know we need the word of God in our lives? It has power, it has authority. And if you get into that word of God, I promise your life will start to change in a way that you can't even imagine. There's just sometimes when you get into the word, and I'm not saying this is what it's all about. It's not about you feeling better about life, but legitimately, like you, those of you that read God's word on a regular basis, when you do read it more regularly, things are just different. 
I can't really explain it, but things are just different. And I believe it's because God's word is powerful. It's alive. And he speaks to you through his word. So uh, the second one, after we cut through the confusion, sometimes we need to learn how to find clarity in the calm. Cut through confusion. The second one is clarity in the calm. And that's illustrated here in this story as well. First Samuel 3, 3 through 4. It says, Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of, the God, ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. There's clarity in the calm. Notice what Samuel wasn't doing. Sometimes when you look at scripture, you don't just need to look at it as what's happening. Sometimes you need to look at what's not happening, right? And what Samuel was not doing was going to work. He wasn't running errands. He wasn't watching Netflix. He wasn't hanging out with his friends or texting or on a video game or whatever it is that you might be doing in your life. He wasn't doing those things. And the question I want to ask to you is how many times have you let busyness drown out the voice of God in your life? We get so caught up in what we're doing that we stop hearing what God is saying. And that's a sad place to be. And to be honest, uh, I'm preaching to myself today. As I was going through this message and I was going through this part right here, uh, Lindsay, was, was, Lindsay and Oakland were kind of behind me. Sometimes I'll be in my office at the, at the house and I'll be going through my message and they just kind of sit in, a, in the corner or in a chair behind me and listen and, and play. And as I started to go through this part right here, this is when Lindsay, like she literally came around and was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you need to stop being so busy. You know, you need to listen to the Lord a little bit more, right? And I'm like, I agree, I'm preaching to myself today. But, but we let what we're doing uh, get so important that we stop hearing what God has to say to us. What was Samuel doing? He was just lying down. He's just chilling. Maybe about to go to sleep. He's probably half asleep, honestly. He was lying down. And when's the last time that you put away that phone of yours, right? Turned off the TV for a minute and just existed for a moment. That's so hard for us to do nowadays, right? It's hard for us to just be and just exist in this digital age that we do live in. No books, no podcasts, no TV shows, no texts, no phone calls, no work emails, no social media. Just chill out and rest in the presence of God. Maybe you'd hear something from him if you did that. And I know that's difficult for us to do, but there is clarity in the calm. It was in the calm, in the stillness, in that resting place that God spoke to Samuel. When we allow ourselves to be so busy, so, so busy, we can't hear the voice of the Lord anymore. There's no way you can hear with clarity what God is speaking when you're not taking away uh, the distractions that your lives naturally bring. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying any of those things inherently are bad, but when we don't intentionally take some time away to get into that still place of rest, it's so much harder to hear the voice of God. And that's why I'm really excited for what we're doing starting today. If you didn't already know, today we are starting our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I'm really, really excited for this. 21 days of prayer and fasting is a time that we will have at the beginning of every single year. This is the very first one that we're gonna be able to do together. So I'm real pumped about it. We have a lot of new things, right? Man, that's an awesome thing. We have so everything is new when you're a brand new church, right? So you get to be a part of the very beginnings of all these things. But 21 days of prayer and fasting is simply a time where we intentionally take 
a break from the distractions of things in our lives and we intentionally get into God's word, we're intentional about prayer and we learn to rely on God in a deeper way through fasting, right? And I, so the first part of that, I think everybody understands 21 days of prayer. It's like, okay, I can, I can pray maybe for 21 days. I can probably do that. And, and you understand what prayer is for the most part. It's just communication with God, right? Back and forth. It's not just you, you know, with the laundry list of your requests to the Lord. Okay. That's not necessarily prayer. But prayer is actually a back and forth communication with God. He wants to speak something to you and you can let your requests be made known to God as well. And so you kind of just talk back and forth and, and he'll give you that vision and that fresh word when you get into that calm and that stillness. But the fasting part is where I feel like a lot of people are like, okay, now I'm confused. Like, what is this whole fasting thing? Like, I've heard of this just in nutritional stuff. Does this mean I have to not eat stuff? Because I really like food, okay? Like, I'm a fan of food. I kind of need that in my life, all right? Uh, maybe that's how you're feeling. You've never done a fast before. So quickly, I kind of want to explain what a fast is so that you can participate and be a part of this. But fasting is simply a way for people to learn to rely on God by depriving themselves of food, okay? In the Bible, that's what it was. It was always about food, okay? And people today, we do lots of different kinds of fasts, and I think those things are good. But in the Bible, every time you look at it, it always has to do with food and there's many examples of people fasting for three days or seven days for 40 days. And, but I think the most important example is Jesus himself also fasted. For 40 days, Jesus did not have any food. And I'm telling you, uh, I, I would not recommend it, okay? Because uh, that is a supernatural fast that Jesus went on, okay? So uh, it's not something that I would recommend that all of us do. But there is a, a time and a season and a place where all of us can learn to rely on God more by abstaining from food or maybe even from other things. That's why uh, I believe that there is power in prayer and there's power in fasting. Why? The disciples, they actually were trying to cast out a demon one time. Okay, and this is something that they had done all the time, which to me, I'm like, that's crazy. The fact that you did that on a regular basis, right? So they were pretty confident in their demon casting abilities, right, at this point. And they come up to this guy and he has a demon in him and they can't cast him out. And then Jesus comes up and he's like, ah, haven't you guys learned anything yet? And he's like, bam, the demon's gone, right? And so then later they're walking around and, and they're like, Jesus, why couldn't we do that? And he said, well, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. Isn't that interesting? This kind of demon will only respond if you've been in prayer, if you've been in the calm place, if you've been in that deep connection with the Lord where you're learning to rely on him more through the practice of fasting. So what does that tell us? Is that tells me and you that there is power in prayer and fasting. We know that there is because Jesus said it himself. There's something in the supernatural that shifts when you are intentional about getting in the word, getting in prayer and fasting before God. Now, you can do it many, many different kinds of ways. There's lots of different fasts you could do. Some people will do like a, a, a morning fast where you fast from like, you know, 8 p.m. until like 8 a.m. or like a 12-hour fast. Or maybe people do, you know, like a, a 16, 20-hour fast and they have one meal a day. Or, you know, there's Jewish fast. There's a Daniel fast, which is basically where you only eat fruits and vegetables. Um, and a lot of people nowadays, what they'll do is they'll fast social media or they'll, they'll fast, you know, fast food or something like that. You know, it's like, well, it has fast in the name. So that makes sense. Right. You know, so they'll fast all kinds of different things. But the point of it all is that when you think about the thing that you're fasting, make sure that it just draws you back to Jesus, right? So if you're gonna fast social media, or anytime that you're like about to grab your phone and try to get on Facebook or something like that, and you're like, ah, oh, man, and then let me pray. Let me get closer to God. Let me, let me see if I can talk to him right now in that moment. Or maybe when you are doing a fast, maybe you're gonna do 
uh, you know, two days a week or three days a week or something like that, or you fast, you know, three days straight or whatever it might be, anytime that you think about food, what's the point? The point is when you think about food and you realize that you're hungry, you start to be like, you know what, Lord, you're the one that's feeding me right now. God, you're the one that's sustaining me through this season. So that's why it is so important uh, because there is power and it removes the distractions in our lives and allows us to get to that place of calm where we can find clarity. So why else was fasting and prayer important? Actually, in verses three and four, it says it again. He was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was, and then the Lord called Samuel. You notice where he was? He was with the ark of the Lord. He was close to God. And I think what this illustrates is that there is power in proximity. There's a power in being close to God. If you want to be able to hear God's voice, you have to get closer in proximity to him. If you ever try to talk to somebody that's real far away, like let's say you're out in the parking lot and you're about to leave. One person's on one side of the parking lot. Other person's on the other side of the parking lot. You might be able to yell at each other and like kind of maybe hear that they're, they're, you see their mouth is moving and they're like, you know, it's like, I don't really understand what you're saying at all. Like, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, but it's kind of annoying to try to talk to somebody from that far away because you can't, you can't really understand what they're saying at all. You might see that their mouth is moving, make out a word or two or something like that, but, but you just can't really understand them. Maybe uh, I can illustrate this probably here actually as well. If I try to talk to, you know, these people in the back, like, let me say something and see if you guys can hear me. Do you guys catch that? Huh? You got one word. You got one word. See? Okay, cool. Did any of y'all in the front hear me? You heard? Okay, so you heard, right? You heard. Okay, well, why don't you come on up here, Pops, real quick. This is my dad. Everybody say hello to Larry. I'm sorry. I'm coming up. Bring him up. Bring him up. You're going to like this, I promise. This is something that you're going to like, I promise. Okay, I'm going to tell you, and I want to make sure that you say it with clarity exactly what I'm saying, okay? All right. Dad, will you tell the people in the back what I just said? Dallas Cowboys are going to make the playoff. That's a prophecy from the Lord. Let me tell you guys. Come on. I'm just, <laughs> straight from Larry Ashley himself. Give it up for my dad. Give it up for my dad. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm just a little excited about the Cowboys. So I had to throw that in there. The, the fact that they're even, they even have a chance is great. So come on now. We're just believing for great things. We're starting a prayer and fasting. And today our prayer focus is the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but man, that, it illustrates the point pretty well. It's like, you know, Sadie, she caught one word in the back and maybe some of those people back there, they're like, ah, yeah, I didn't really catch much of it, but my, my dad was able to hear it up front, but even he had more clarity when he stood right next to me, and I told him, and he was able to communicate that to everybody else, what I was saying. So this is how God speaks to us, right? He actually invites us closer so that when he speaks to us, we will be able to communicate what he has already said. We will be able to take that into heart and we're not trying hard to hear from a long way away. God invites us into that relationship and we're sitting on the front row maybe. We might be texting our friends. We're not paying attention, right? Maybe you're in the back of the room and you're at work or you're watching Netflix in the back or, or maybe you're not even in the building and you're not even paying attention to what God is saying at all. But I highly encourage you to join us in this prayer and fasting because simply put, prayer and fasting puts you in closer proximity to God so that you can hear what he's saying. That's as simple as it gets. So it actually starting today, it's January 3rd through the 23rd, and it ends right before Vision Sunday on that Saturday. And so if you want some help with this, if you've never done this before, uh, you can go to radicalchurch.life and there's a button that says 21 days. 
you can click that button and there's a prayer and fasting guide that you can download. It'll give you a prayer guide. It'll give you a Bible reading guide. It'll also give you uh, different kinds of fasts that you can go on and kind of explain way more in depth than I have time to do right now what fasting is and why we should do it together. Uh, so make sure that you go to that. It's radicalchurch.life. And go click on the 21 days button. I'd encourage you to do this with us. It's going to be a powerful time for you and your family and also for us as a church as we end with Vision Sunday. I mean, Vision Sunday coming off of a 21 days of prayer and fasting, y'all, that's going to be good, man. We're going to be hyped up with the word from God ready to go into 2021. So uh, the last thing I have for you today is confirm the calling. First one is cut through the confusion. There's a lot of stuff going on in your head. You got to cut through a lot of stuff, figure out where God's voice is. And a lot of times we find that in the calm. There's clarity in the calm, in that still quiet place. And then maybe once you get a word from God now, the best thing that you can do is confirm the word of God with somebody else, right? Uh, a third time, the Lord called Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. And then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. Eli realized the Lord was calling the boy. When you're trying to hear the voice of God better and you have all this confusion, you have all this stuff going on in your life, when you're trying to learn his voice, you gotta get around some people that know what it sounds like. You gotta get around some people that have heard it before. Because if you're trying to figure this thing out, it's like, well, well, I don't know, is this God or is this isn't God, right? Imagine if Samuel would have tried to figure this thing out on his own and he would have just stayed in bed and just kind of laid there and been like, sat up maybe? Samuel, Samuel, he's like, what is this? Who is that? You know, uh, I don't know. Lays back down. Samuel, Samuel, he wakes up again or he sits up and he's like, who is this? I don't, I don't really know. And then he's like questioning himself. Like, you know, like, did I have some bad manna or something like that? You know, like, like, what did I do? Like, I don't really understand. I, I'm not sure what's going on here. Or, uh, I guess I'm just going to go back to sleep. And then Samuel misses out on the vision that God had for him, misses out on the word that he had for him, misses out on the purpose that God had for his life. Imagine if Samuel would have tried to do it on his own. Many of us, we try to do things on our own, don't we? We try to live our lives on our own, doing things our own way. And if you would just stop for a second and stop trying to do life on your own and stop thinking that you can figure it out and get into a community of people that can build you up, lift you up and get around some other people that know what God's voice sounds like, then I promise you will then be able to hear God's voice with more clarity than you ever have before. When I was called to start Radical Church, if you don't know the story, I highly encourage you to go back and check out the story of Radical. It's on our website. I have a whole message. Our launch Sunday message on YouTube was all about the story a radical church, but basically in a nutshell, it was a word that was given to me. And I had this word in my heart, radical, for a couple of days. And I didn't tell anybody else about it. But then this lady comes up to me in a prayer meeting, grabs my hand out of the air and starts saying, radical this, radical that, radical this. Your word is radical. And I knew that this woman knew God's voice. So when she said it, I was like, well, okay, all right, this makes sense. Like this is definitely God because I know that she knows God's voice. Then I had some other people around me, like my pastor at the time in Oklahoma. He said, you know, I really feel like this is from the Lord. I feel like that you're supposed to start this church. And I had some other families and couples even before I got the word. It said, hey, have you ever thought about starting a church? We think that'd be really cool. And I had four or five different couples say that to me. And I knew that all these people knew God's voice and they knew how to hear his voice and communicate that. And so it really started to make me think. And that's why I started praying about, well, am I supposed to do this in the first place? And that's how I got the word. And then I confirmed it with a few more people and confirmed it again through other things that happened in my life. 
And so many times that's how God actually speaks to us. When he says something to you, it's not just necessarily once, but he'll confirm it through somebody else that knows his voice, amen? And I'm so grateful for that, right? Because what if Samuel was just sitting there and he didn't, he didn't hear it, he missed it, right? So grateful that we can have Eli's in our lives, right? That can help us to confirm the words that God has. Maybe you need an Eli in your life. You need an Eli in your life. I think that all of us do. And maybe God's calling you to be an Eli to somebody else in 2021. What is, what is the, the point of being an Eli or having an Eli? Well, he actually ends up saying later, Eli does to Samuel, he says, well, what did God say to you? If you don't have anybody asking you in your life, what has God been speaking to you recently? You need to find somebody. What is God saying to you right now going into 2021? You know, actually, I just had a talk with Courage uh, yesterday. I think he was telling me, hey, I've really been praying a lot, and I feel like these are some words that God has given me, you know, one for last year, and I got a a new word for this year. And I was like, yeah, that's crazy. You know, I feel like I've gotten this word for, for this year, these couple of words and stuff like that. And we were able to just kind of encourage each other with that. If you don't have that kind of friendship or that kind of uh, maybe a mentor that you can go to and say, hey, I feel like this is what God is saying for me into 2021. What do you feel about this? Man, you need to get that in your life. Who is asking you that question? Hey, what is God saying to you right now? And Eli then ends up confirming that he believes that that word is from the Lord that Samuel has Maybe God's calling you to be an Eli this year. Or maybe God's calling you to be an Eli for somebody else. So next week, we're talking about finding freedom. If I have Sadie, go on, come on up. We're going to be talking about rad groups. And the reason that I think groups are important, which is our version of small groups, we're calling them rad groups because we're pretty rad around here. That's what I'm saying. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, people. Uh, We're going to be talking about that next week because we all need community. We all need people in our lives that we can help build up and people that are building us up. And what better way to do that than in a small group setting, a small group community? Because I don't know about you, but the best conversations I've ever had with people about God have not necessarily always been in a church setting. But most of the best conversations I've had with people about God and about spiritual things were in a living room, on a couch, at a coffee shop, maybe even on a phone call could even be over Zoom, right? We've had to adjust this year in so many different ways to so many different things. And so I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what we're doing in Rad Groups, but I believe that everybody can find freedom from the sin in your life and you can hear God more clearly when you get around a group of believers that know how to hear his voice. So I'd like everybody to stand with me right now if you don't mind. It's a very simple thing that we're talking about today, right? It's a very simple response. Do you want to hear the voice of God more clearly going into 2021? That's the question that we're really asking. Do you need some fresh vision in your life? Do you need some direction in your life? Where am I headed? Where am I going? I need some new direction. I need a revelation from God about something, or I need a, I need a word. I need something I can hold on to going into this year because 2020 was tough. God, will you just give me something I can hold on to, something I can work towards, something I can go for? Listen, I want to tell you today that God wants to speak to you today. He wants to give you a word. He wants to give you a fresh vision because he knows he's the one that said it. Without vision, people perish. He wants to give you a word today. He wants to lead you and guide you. And so... Would you be so bold to say 
that yes, that's me, Pastor Trevor. I need a fresh vision. I need a fresh word for 2021. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? I mean, that's me. I mean, if I'm being honest, I think, I think everybody really could use that, but it's just a way of saying, hey, God, you know, I'm here. I want that word. I want that fresh vision. Thank you. Thank you so much. And what I want to do is I want to pray for you right now in this place that God would speak to you. And maybe you're on this spiritual journey and you might be at the very beginning of it. You know, there's no God, find freedom, discover purpose and make a difference. That's the spiritual journey that God takes us all on. Maybe you might be at the very beginning of that. And you're like, you know, it's hard for me to hear God's voice. I feel like I don't know him very well. Well, you know what? God wants to get to know you today. He wants to get to know you this year. Maybe you've come into church today and you're just here because you're like, you know, it's 2021, it's a new year. I'm just trying to do my new year's resolutions, get back into church. I guarantee you there's gonna be a ton of people that will come in over the next few weeks. And, and the reason is specifically because they're just like, you know what, I need to get back into church, right? I need to, I need to get my life right, get my life back on the right path. And I believe God will speak to them the same way that he wants to speak to you as well. You need a fresh vision, we're gonna pray for that. And maybe you don't know God at all. And I just wanna encourage you that he is speaking to you. And he wants to give you a fresh start in 2021. He wants to take that sin in your life. He wants to cast it as far as the east is from the west is what the Bible says, that when Jesus died on the cross for your sins and for mine, he took on all of the sin of the entire world, past, present, and future, so that we can have an eternal life with him. Man, it's a glorious hope that we have in Jesus, amen, that we can have a life abundant and an eternal life with the Father in heaven one day. We don't have to worry about pain. We don't have to worry about sickness. We don't have to worry about death because we know that one day we're gonna be reunited with Jesus. That is the best hope that we do have. And I want to make sure that everybody today has a fresh start in 2021. So I'm gonna pray for you, for all those of you that were raising your hands, say, hey, I need a word, I need a, a fresh word from God. Would you just do this with me? Would you just hold your hands out like this? And it's not anything like hyper-spiritual or anything. It's just kind of putting yourself in a posture of receiving, right? Just say, hey, God, I'm, I'm here. I'm just gonna put myself in this posture of, I wanna receive a word from you. I wanna have this conversation with you as I go through this prayer and fasting time, 21 days of being intentional. God, would you speak to me? Give me a new vision. Let's pray together. God, we thank you so much that you're here in this house today, that you have a fresh word for each person, an individual, unique purpose, calling, and a word, a prophecy for them, Lord, for whatever it is that's going on in their life in 2021. Lord, we know that your word leads us and guides us. Your written word in the Bible, but also the spoken word that you give to us, to our hearts, God. The same way that you've spoken to me over the last years, God, with the word radical, with other things that you've spoken to me, God, would you give them that same experience, Lord? Would you give them a fresh vision so that they won't miss the purpose that you have for them? So that they won't miss the, the vision that you could have given them, God, but that they would be able to follow you close enough to see that message in their inbox today, God. That they would be able to hear your voice and recognize your voice, cut through the confusion of all the voices in their heads, that they can hear your voice with clarity like they never have before. God, help us to sit in the calmness and in the stillness, to get away from the distractions of our lives as we go through this time of prayer and fasting so we can hear your voice better. Father, I just ask that, that you would give us a new vision as a church for 2021, that you would give me a vision on how to lead this church better, 
us as a team, the rad team, how we can work together to, to see more people find Jesus for the first time, God, and to, to give more away to our community and to be a blessing in our community. As a church, as families, as individuals, would you bless all of us, God? Give us a fresh word. I declare that in the name of Jesus for every person that's here today. And everybody said, amen, amen. Would you just give a hand clap of praise to the Lord and believe that you're gonna get that word from him?